0: Thank you, Father, for your goodness and for the glory. There's a verse in the Bible that says that those who teach, those who teach behind the pulpit, regardless of the office, will incur a stricter judgment. That's what the Word says because of the amount of lives that they're immediately going to impact or influence in some way, shape, or form, right, wrong, or indifferent. Sin is sin, guys. Sin is sin. Amen? The wage of sin is death. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're here today. (laughs) I just wanted to encourage you. The wage of sin is death. Amen? (laughs) <laughs> hallelujah amen sin's a reality and hell's a reality and many congregations have drifted from it or they're reluctant to even delve into it, those areas that the scripture says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you and I free from the law of sin and death That's a good time to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Now, the devil doesn't want us to have a revelation of that. But he can't stop the light of the word of God and he can't stop the Holy Ghost. But the only the entrance of the word gives light. It's the hearing of the word preached, and it's also the studying of the student disciple. You and I have a responsibility to feed on the word of God every day. And I, I just challenge you, and I want to encourage you that I, I have applied this in my life. I will not eat physical food until I've eaten spirit, spiritual food. It took a while. <laughs> I had to get that flesh. okay flesh (laughs) get in line (laughs) hallelujah my flesh and my belly you know things go better with coke you deserve a break today (laughs) have it your way have it your way at Burger King all those jingles would go around shut up you don't eat until your spirit eats I boast in Christ in that because it it helped me develop a discipline that my spirit is first place and most important. Amen? Not the flesh. This is an earth suit. This earth suit serves my spirit. It's designed to do that. But if our flesh is leading us, then we're still, you know, we're still out of order. Our spirit is to lead our body. Our spirit is to lead our soul. Amen? Are you enjoying this teaching? On protecting your home from spiritual darkness. Let's delve in. Holy Spirit, listen, I just appreciate. I'm married to a Holy Ghost gal. And she's like a bloodhound, man. She She just has. What you see is what I get. What you hear is who I live with. She's not just anointing. Thank God for the anointing in the congregation, the congregational anointing. But guess what? There's an anointing in every one of you when we congregate. You have an anointing from the Holy One. John, John chapter 2, 1 John 2, verses 20 and 27 remind us and reveal to us that everyone in here that's born again has an anointing from the Holy One. Say anointing. Not annoying, an anointing. And that anointing from the Spirit of God teaches you and I how to live the life and walk the walk. Amen? Amen. So that's, I was, we were talking to uh, uh, actually a a doctor, Dr. Jefferson Thompson, who's been here in this house, and we're going to bring him and his bride out here next year. And we, we, Carol and I are so encouraged with his life. He's a doctor, you know, he has a doctorate in theology and different, and also Pentecostal history, and man, he is, he's a rare species, because it's rare you find a theologian that's a Holy Ghost man, and he loves the Holy Ghost, and we were talking the other day, and man, we were just talking about the importance, and he said, he and his wife had been on a trip to Hawaii recently, and they visited several congregations. They were there for a month visiting their family, and he said there was not one order call and not one place we found that spoke in other tongues or moved in the Spirit. And he said that was a great message. There was a lot of love, but no move of the Spirit. We need The move of the Holy Ghost. We need the move of the Spirit. We need it personally, and we need the move of the Spirit when we gather. Paul said, I would that you all prophesy. We need prophecy stirred up in here, bless God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There's an order in this house. The Bible says, let everything be done decently and in order. And if you really believe, if you have that nudge of the Holy Ghost, you are free in this place to just slip your hand up, not to be just stand up and speak your mind, but be recognized. And that way we know that God's given you something. And it may not even be in that service, but we'll recognize it. And if the Holy Spirit puts it in play, just like listen, we are... Our faith is fixed that the Holy Spirit is the offensive line coach calling every play. Yeah, there's a quarterback out there in that football team. What's his name? Carson Wentz is going to be there, number 11 for the Eagles today. And he's a born-again, loving God Christian, hallelujah, along with many others. But what's he do? He's got plays on here. And he also has an earpiece, and he gets, yes, glory, sit down. Hallelujah. So does the Dallas Cowboys. Sit down. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody? <laughs> Carrie and Maya did. Nick wore his colors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay with me. I didn't. Come on, honey. I was very kind while you were up there, Sharon. <laughs> The quarterback has a play chart, and he looks at it, and he's getting orders from the sideline. That's the way you and I need to live our life on a daily basis, that we, have, that we are in a position to call plays. Hallelujah. What's it mean? Everywhere your foot trods, everywhere our foot trods, God said to Abraham, everywhere your foot trods, I give you. So you, have done, you and I need an understanding and a revelation that everywhere our foot trods, Christ is. Christ, the hope of glory is. Listen, God, Christ is the hope of glory living in every one of us. But the hope of glory wants to contact others. When you're at work, when you're in the marketplace, Christ, the hope of glory is there, ready and willing to do a miracle. Amen. Ready to share the love of the Father with them. Amen? Now, oh, glory, let's get to the book. <laughs> Man, I feel like a horse in a stable gate. Let's talk about the jewelry box. We're going to page... and. Like I had said last week, Pastor Carol, when we were closing this last chapter, she said, honey, th- don't, don't skip over the points. She said, And she was really, really impressed by the Spirit of God because I was feeling pressured. I shared this with a couple of folks afterwards. I, said, I was feeling pressured like, okay, we're in a book. We have to get through this book. You know, Christmas is coming. And, it, you know, it was like... Um, The anointing and the teaching and the matter, subject matter that we've been delving into as a congregation and in this book is absolutely pertinent. And you know what? It was, I was getting running ahead of it. And when she just, I I know my girl and I know the anointing of the vessel. I know the office she stands in. It was like when she got up and she shared to close out last week, I was so blessed. Anybody else? Anybody else blessed? Blessed. I'll tell you, see, we're a tag team. You get, you, you see, you know, I, I, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And after 50 years, if you've seen me, you've seen Carol without hair. And if you've seen Carol, you've seen Ray with hair. Amen. Amen. So let's look at this, this next chapter, chapter 3. The jewelry box. Flow with me. My wife had to be crazy. Now, Chuck Pierce, at this time, when he's talking about this testimony, he was younger, much younger. It was years ago when he was in ministry. My wife had to be crazy. What other explanation could there be for wanting to destroy, to destroy a beautiful and valuable jewelry box? There was nothing wrong with that box. How ridiculous, how wasteful. This is the way Chuck thought about it. Such were my thoughts on the day my wife Pam came home from a prayer meeting and told me that her jewelry box had to go. Little did I know that the Lord would use that jewelry box to deliver me from a covetous, greedy spirit and teach me the truth about demonic forces inhabiting objects. It happened several years ago. Pam was enjoying a spiritual revival in her life. During that time, she and six other ladies decided to meet together for seven weeks to pray that their husbands would come into a deeper spiritual walk and to experience renewal in their own lives. That's a good point of prayer, isn't it? Amen. In the sixth week, a friend who was a missionary to China came to the prayer meeting. She began to discuss how demonic forces could inhabit objects in order to bring spiritual darkness into a home. Amen? You all here? Having lived in China, this missionary had a different approach to spiritual issues than those of us with a Western mindset. Her perspective made sense to Pam. That was Chuck's wife. It is Chuck's wife. When Pam came home after that meeting, she recounted what the missionary told them. She told me that she could not stop thinking about a large, beautiful jewelry box from Thailand that her father had given her. The jewelry box was decorated with dragons, pagodas, and Buddhas, all kinds of images that she knew did not bring glory to God. The more she thought about it, the more she felt the box had to go. Now, how did she begin to have an inclination that there was something now there was it was time to take action? So the book is saying that Pam had this thing, there's something about that box. You know, she had she had the cure there's something going on. Honey, I did you know, you, you could almost imagine her thinking this and communicating. There's just something about that box. But after information came, the missionary sharing the realities of things in the spirit world, amen, it clicked. That's why the preaching of the gospel is so important. Chuck, well, we'll we'll see it in just a minute of how he manages this, him personally. Okay. I thought she was totally off the wall. Chuck said he thought Pam was off the wall. I was aware of spiritual darkness, but I had no idea that demons could attach themselves to objects. I told her that she was crazy for thinking that anything spiritual was linked to that jewelry box. I also reminded her that the box was a gift and it was worth a lot of money. Why would we want to destroy a valuable object? That seems like a reasonable question to a a natural mind, amen? But natural slash carnal mind. That's a valid question. You can write something in your book right there, Acts chapter 19, verses 11 to 20. Put a little side note there as a reference of what happened when Paul was preaching. And they brought all kinds of occult paraphernalia, And things after they heard the good news of Jesus, that they had to renounce their affiliation with occult things, with demonic things. They had to renounce it, and they brought it and they burned it. And the cost of it was like ten. It would have been equivalent to like a million dollars an hour day of what the amount of paraphernalia or more. Acts chapter nineteen verses eleven to twenty. Just put it in there, and you read that on your own time. My wife immediately submitted to me and did not mention it anymore. Well, let's look. The book will speak it. Three weeks later, Pam and I were in some friend's home attending a prayer meeting. And during that meeting, the Spirit of God spoke to me. This is Chuck. And he said, you have caused your wife to rebel against my will for her life. And I hold you accountable. Now, she lovingly submitted to her husband. He said, man, don't don't destroy that thing. That thing costs a lot of money. Amen? She submitted to her husband. And then the Spirit of God, because he is a spiritual man. And I say, men, we are spiritual men in this house. I said, we're spiritual men in this house. Coming into the place that God has ordained for us to walk in. So he, he says... Uh, The Lord said this to him, immediately, I knew the Lord was talking about the jewelry box. He had revealed to Pam that she needed to destroy it, and I stopped her from obeying him. At that moment, a deep fear of the Lord came over me. I I knew that as soon as we got home, I had to take full responsibility for what I had done and burn that jewelry box myself. When we got home, look at this. I immediately set a fire in the fireplace. I did not know exactly what I was doing, but I knew I had to do it. When I placed the jewelry box in the fireplace, a strange, eerie wind began to blow and stir all around the living room. The wind was not coming from outside. Something was generating it from within our home. The inexplicable wind blew so hard that it knocked a lamp clear off the wall. This isn't a little puff. Something supernatural was taking place. Amen? Say it with me. Something supernatural was taking place. Not knowing exactly what I was dealing with, I became frightened. This is Chuck. No, this is many years ago. At that time, there was a woman in our church who I knew understood spiritual things. So I called her told her what was happening, and asked her what to do. That's good, good action. She began to pray for me over the phone. She told me to read some scriptures and command any evil presence linked with that jewelry box to leave our home. When I did so, the Lord spoke to me and said this, I am delivering you. Let me just, you know, this is Chuck. I'm delivering you, Chuck, now that this box is gone and dealt with correctly. I am delivering you, Chuck, from covetousness and the love of money. Say package, package deal. This is a good deal. Amen? Once I was liberated from that particular demonic force in my life, it was as if my eyes were opened to many issues within our home that were linked with other evil forces. Freedom began to come to us in incredible ways. Not only freedom, but spiritual revelation. Now, you heard what Pastor Carol ministered today from that prophecy. There's a house cleaning coming when she read from the scripture in Hebrews from the message translation. There's a spiritual house cleaning, and she read that to me this morning. I said, glory, honey, you got to read that first. Set the stage. See, we're in sync with what God wants to do right now. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la, 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 la la, ha ha. Hallelujah. Why? Because the entrance of his words giving light, because there's homes, our personal lives and homes have to be cleaned up. Why? Because greater glory's coming. Hallelujah. He will not pour his glory out where there's sin or different items that honor the devil or anything else. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise God. Shikaba. Hallelujah. Woo! I love it. Glory to God. Remember we talked last week about the Oriental Vase? We got in prayer when a marriage was going south and uh, just at the threshold of divorce. And while we prayed, God revealed a blue and white Oriental uh, vase with oriental writing on it. Remember, we talked about that last week. And as we went on a search and destroy through that entire house, they found it in the attic finally. But when the husband took it and took responsibility and smashed it outside, the whole atmosphere of the home changed. It shifted. That was another one. I want to, well, I may talk about that. Another, well, I have it in here. (laughs) <laughs> there was a family, and the that we were Christian family we were affiliated with and friendly with, interacted with, and they began to attend the last church we were at. The daughter was going through; she was a teenager, sixteen years old, going through a very difficult time. Began to become very rebellious. Huh? No, her personality was usually very kind and respectful, and everything else. Her, but there was a shift that took place. And they asked us to come over. Now, they were, had not yet been baptized in the Spirit, but they, they were attending the, a Spirit-filled church. They began to attend it. And as we sat there and talked to them about the importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, while well, we first visited, and I think Carol went in to talk to this individual. It was a teenage girl. The, whole, the guy was an HVAC installer, heating and air. His home was well-tweaked and running, up and running. But when you walked in her room, it was ice cold. Yeah.
1: They told, they told us what was going on with the, um, their daughter when we went over to go see them. We went over there to talk to them about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and share the truth from the Word and all that. And, and he got prayed. we prayed for him, and he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. But while they were telling us about the, what was going on with their daughters, their personality, her whole personality changed and everything. You know, when kids are like just really, uh, and when I, and I say this, listen, I don't keep myself out of the picture. I remember the days. I remember all that stuff. But e- evil and darkness is increasing even more so today. Watch, parents, you have every right. Uh, our children knew this in our house. Our kids knew that their house or their, their room was not off limits to their parents, it was not off limits. And a lot of parents feel that their children need to have their privacy. And whatever is in that room, it's theirs. It's private. Not under our roof. Never, 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 never. Because kids can bring things in. And you need to see and know what kids are bringing in to help and protect them. That's the reason for it, to help and protect them. So anyway, so this young girl, she's um, going to Marlene. What Was the high school over by you guys on summer? Who? No,
0: no, Is no, it
1: no, no by Summerdale the church, Sterling? Sterling. Sterling? She went to Sterling, Sterling High School, and a lot of the girls were all into this, and um, they were telling us, and we knew we knew um, Joy before, Sorry. huh? Well, that's okay, Joyce. It's fine because she would share. She was here. She would tell the yeah, testimony. Like, oh my gosh, what happened afterwards? But Joy, I'm not going to give the last name or anything because nobody knows her any, anyway. I they moved away. They're not even around. So Joy, her name is Joy, okay? That's Chuck. Chuck's name is Chuck. Okay, Joy. <laughs> I have so facts, Joy she was a very details. joyful girl. She was, and she just had this personality. And when she saw us, she would come out, and she would give us a big hug, and she would call us Aunt Carol and Uncle Ray and all this, and she would ask, you know, like, you know, I we'd say, hi, Joy, and just give her that big hug. Well, we came to the house, and she stayed in her bedroom. She didn't come out. I said, "Where's Joy?" And they said, "In her bedroom." And they started to tell us what's going on. The mood changes. All this stuff. The way she's being so disrespectful. We'll be she's. Well, no, no, that wasn't it. They didn't know that. Wait a moment. Hold on. So anyway, they so they're telling us all this, and I all of a sudden the spirit of God starts moving on the inside of me. Uh oh. I said. Joy's in her bedroom? She said, yeah. And they said, yes. And I said, is it okay? Do you think it's okay if I go in there and just maybe just go talk with her a little bit? And they said, yeah, go ahead. So I knocked on the door, on her door, and I said, hey, Joy, it's Aunt Carol. No word. No response. Hey, Joy, is it okay if I come in? No response. So I opened the door a little bit. Hey, Joy. And I saw her. I said, it's okay. Can I come in and see you? I miss you. And... She said, yeah. She came in. See, she waited at first. And I went in there, and I just kind of looked around. I did not see a unicorn. And, but the room was ice cold. And it's right outside of their kitchen, which was nice and warm. And this was ice cold. And she just kind of answered me if I a- asked her questions, was polite enough to answer me, but just shrugged me off. And I thought, man, something's going on in here. Wait, did I see the unicorn? No, did I see the figure? I knew there was something very demonic in that room. Couldn't put my finger on it. That was it. So we went out, and I talked to them. I said, listen, you... you um to her, her dad i just said hey uh Sorry. terry yeah hey well, i didn't know if i was allowed to say his name terry hey <laughs> terry you gotta you gotta do something about that room he, sh- he said what do you mean and i said that room is ice cold in there i said it's freezing in there and he goes it shouldn't be he said that room has he said I have the heater in there, the vent, and all that. He said, Why why is it cold? Was her window open? I said, No, but it's ice cold in there. And he went, you know, he said, I'll check it. So anyway, we prayed for him. He got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. He got baptized in the Holy Ghost and he and after we left, he went into her room, and the room was ice cold. And she had her unicorn sitting on top of her bureau drawer. And I thought, man, she hid that when I was there. The unicorn was on top of her bureau drawer. Why did she hide that? Hello? Because if I saw a unicorn right away, I would have said something. But then Terry called us. And he told us what's going on. And he told us the whole story and he was getting advice from us from us which, what he should do. And he said, This is right, this is all through this night. And he said, I walked in her room, and when I walked in her room, she looked at me and she said she said, Dad, Dad, stop. And she goes, Oh. See what you did? And he said, What? And she said he said, she said, My friend. My friend just went right back into the unicorn. And he said, the hair on my arm stood up, and I went, what? My friend just went back into the unicorn. You see it? And she said, yes. I talk to it all the time. It's my friend. Now, remember I told you about the invisible friend? Right. If your kids start talking about invisible friends, don't pet that thing and think it's cute. You stop it. You redirect it, you plead plead the blood of Jesus over your child. I know a lot of parents that think it's okay. It's not okay. Uh uh-uh, uh. Not at all. And anyway, um and so Terry just got the creeps, you know, like and the hair on his arm stood up and he called us and he told us, Hey, what's going on here? What do I do? And we told him, we said we said that's why that room was ice cold. Because it was a demonic spirit, and we said you need to take that thing and take it outside. Now let me tell you something about unicorns. Unicorns were used in in, in places of demonic worship
0: and sexual they, worship. And who? Sexual as well.
1: Yeah, and in demonic worship, where they would worship false gods, and they would bring virgins in so that they would use them for sex with for before their God their God yeah. and steal their virginity they felt with a with a um, unicorn and this is what was going on with the kids in unicorn and unicorn and it was also used in dungeons and dragons bringing it to modern time modern day that they used the unicorn in that game there and it was to protect the girls' virginity okay and so a lot of kids were buying these real cute Little unicorns.
0: So what did the
1: So what happened was I had to give the reason for it, why that object. Yes. Okay. And so she was getting herself steep into things with other girls in Sterling mm-hmm. High School. So Terry got up, and what, after we told him what to do, we said, you need to take that thing and smash it because, you know, Uh, you're not going to burn that in fire, but you need to smash that, and you just got baptized in the Holy Ghost, and while you're smashing it, you plead the blood of Jesus, and you start speaking in other tongues real loud. I'll tell you, he went into that room, and he took that statue, that unicorn, and he took it outside in his driveway, and she started screaming and yelling, you don't know what you're doing, Dad, you don't know what you're doing. And he said, oh, yes, I do. I know what I'm doing. He had this big sledgehammer, and he went, in the name of Jesus, and he started speaking in other tongues, bam, and this thing was destroyed. There is a sound, and all this stuff and Joy Melinda was set free that night. We came over, we prayed for her, and she cried. She went to her school, Sterling High School. She shared it with the girls there. Revival broke out in that school. Girls gave their lives to Christ. Hallelujah. And they got rid of their unicorns. I'm telling you, if you keep the truth away from people, then they'll never know, and darkness will increase. But when you get get the truth to them and tell them what it really is going on, and going, you know, it's like, let God be God and set a revival broke out in that. Hallelujah. School. Isn't that awesome? That, Glory that's to awesome. God. Same thing with Luke. Luke and Megan. Wow. When Luke, when we went and laid hands on him, Luke said he was brought up in a Christian home and all of a sudden the world started to get in him. Did you hear me? The world started to get in him. And he said, and he was the, uh, um, Um, football jock and all this stuff and he liked the attention and everything else and when we went to Tulsa Oklahoma his sister went to ORU University and asked us if we could come and if she could gather the she was the president of the senior class if we if she could gather students remember this story you guys know but some of you don't okay gather the students up and she said would you guys come and have a meeting here and we said, absolutely, and teach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost because it's so dead right now. Hallelujah. Here. And teach on the baptism, the fire of the Holy Ghost. And we said, absolutely. So their grandparents who we knew got involved, and they started inviting. They rented the place at the hotel across the street from ORU. I always forget the name of it. But they rented, they rented the hotel there. We used to have our conferences there for FCF. The Maybe Center? Huh? Is that you
0: mean? Uh, Across from ORU.
1: Oh, the Marriott. The Marriott. And so they run at this big room, and and they and it was packed with people and all this stuff. And at the end, and it was like, and we were we were um, Jeff and Linda came with us, yeah. and um, nobody gave not we have been praying and praying concerning the meetings, and nobody was getting the message, but I kept having a message of fire burning inside of me and I remember Jeff and Linda were in the ho- in the room underneath of us on the next floor down, and I would yell through the speaker on the floor i get down I say
0: she 'd talk to him by fire! the through the heater vent like
1: fire and they would, they, they, I could hear them laugh, and I said no it 's Fire! It's fire. And they knew that God just gave me that message, and I preached that message. And we <laughs> went and we started praying, laying hands on all those young people, grabbing them like this, Albert, pulling them out of the seat. Having them walk with me, you know why? Because the anointing of God was so tangible and so strong. I wanted it to get inside of them. Sit there, sit that person down. Grab the next person up. Come here, give me your hand, sweetie. Come here, come on. With like this, and I would take. Them, These are O.R.U. students you know, and just walk them around and just talk about the fire of God and what it's going to do and the baptism of the Holy (laughs) Ghost and how it's going to change your life and how you need to stay filled with the Holy Ghost and what was going on in the book of Acts and all this because of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And don't ask me the whole message because I don't know the message, but the tangible presence of the Holy Ghost was getting all over them. And then when it came time to pray for those young people, we laid hands on Luke. I laid hands on Luke. Thanks, sweetie. I love you. And laid hands on Luke. I'm telling you, the fire of God, we didn't even know who Luke was. We didn't know he was Brittany's brother. We didn't know anything about him. And he flopped around for like three hours on the floor God got the world out Hallelujah. of him, and he is using him and Megan over in Paris, France, to start firehouses under the under the leadership of their pastors, and I'm telling Hallelujah. you, God is using them in powerful ways, and they're <laughs> going into Holland, and he's going into Sweden, and, and I'm telling you, God is hooking him up with people, miracles, he's healings, 24. do you understand, church, come on, do you want this for your child? Come on, I yes. Would, I would pray for the Holy Ghost in, get <laughs> the world out, and get the house cleaned up. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Keep, keep that God. with you. Woo! Woo! Everybody, give me a woo! 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 All right. What did the jewelry box represent? Oh, you left something out in the story. I got a detail. Hallelujah. Say, Pastor Ray got a detail. Pastor Ray got a detail. When, when uh, Terry went into her room, And that spirit went back into the unicorn. She said, it doesn't like you anymore, Dad. You have power now. (laughs) Don't tell me you don't need the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Woo! Glory to God. It don't like you now. Glory to God. There's a lot of spit for you. It don't like you now. Remember, I told you when we were in IHOP, that woman came in, I know who you are. <laughs> Glory, I know who you is. That's right. Amen. That's, right. That's the anointing. Glory to God. Yeah. What did the jewelry box? I mean, it's exciting. Glory to God. What did the jewelry box have to do with covetousness and the love of money? This is the bottom of page 27. At first, it had nothing to do with it. The engraved images of dragons, pagodas, and Buddhas on the jewelry box were not glorifying to God. They were carven images of gods and creatures worshipped in the Thai culture, which was why the Holy Spirit convicted Pam to get rid of it. Remember the Ten Commandments, church? When's the last time we read the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt have no other gods but me. You shall not have any graven images of things on the earth, above the earth, or below the earth, and worship them. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, well, you know, that was back in those days. I am the Lord who changeth not. What about this don't you get, my beloveds? I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I do not change. That's God Almighty. Hallelujah. Why? He's steadfast. He's faithful. Glory to God. We can count on him. He's not a man that he should lie. (laughs) He's, He's a jealous God. When I stood in the way of ridding our home of unclean images... On the basis of the box's monetary value, my own covetousness and greed and the demonic forces that had been in my family concerning those issues became linked with the jewelry box. You know, God said in Hosea, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And we're wondering a lot of times, well, we believe in the prosperity message, the blessing of God. Three John two is one of the most beautiful prayers. Brethren, I pray that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Because if your soul's prospering from the word and the spirit, everything else falls in order. Hallelujah. Man, we got some stuff to get into. In other words, it was simply a matter of the unwillingness to obey God and destroy something of value that made the object a symbol of an evil force in my life. When the fear of the Lord came on me and I chose to destroy the box, regardless of its value, the act broke the back of a demonically inspired love of money that had been passed down to me from my father. Money's not evil. It takes on the nature of the person stewarding it. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Amen. Why? Because all of a sudden, out of all the things in the world, Jesus could have selected and he revealed by the father's love for us. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon, which is a demonic entity. That was connected with finances. Amen, Amen. hallelujah. So this had a, it had this had a generational root in his life. That's why God said several times in Scripture, "I will visit the iniquity the iniquity of fathers for three and four generations." You can see sin patterns in people's lives coming down generational. Amen. Some more apparent than others. We talked about this briefly. Some, some weeks ago, right? I talked about the Shannon seed. I have to stay on watch. You and I need to be like the builders in Nehemiah. When they began to rebuild the wall, and Nehemiah got from God to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and put the gates. It said that the enemies, Samballot and these different guys, Tobiah, the enemies of Israel began to chant and desire, look for ways that they could destroy, uh, hinder them from fulfilling God's plan. Amen? Say hinder. And if possible, destroy them. And they began to work on the wall. They were watchmen on the wall. And they said they had a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. That's the way you and I need to learn how to live. A tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. Hallelujah. The sword, say the sword of the spirit. In Ephesians 6, when it talks about the armor of God. Pray, amen. Amen. We know the armor. Gird your loins with truth. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Come on. Amen. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. Adorn yourself with the helmet of salvation. It'll protect your mind. Amen. Taking up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word there is not Logos. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the rhema of God. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the rhema of God. That thing, that scripture revealed in your heart and your soul that you know that it's true. Hallelujah. With that, you fight the enemy. Hallelujah. Otherwise, we fall into that category of the Jewish exorcist. We adjure you by the name whom uh, Paul preached come out. You cannot have authority over demons based on somebody else's experience. A lot of Christians are trying to live their Christian life out blessed on somebody else's testimony. Lord, because you did it for them, but this is a good thing. Lord, if you did it for them, you'll do it for me. Amen. That's the purpose of a testimony to help inspire you and I for greater things. Hallelujah. Maria say, hallelujah. Got it girl. Amen. By his stripe, you are healed. Amen. 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 This is good stuff. Down the bottom of that page, it says, covetousness is allegiance to a false god named Mammon. It is to correct, it is correct, rather, to capitalize money or Mammon because it is a proper name. Mammon is a person or actually entity, not a thing or an urge or an attitude. When Jesus mentioned mammon, it was in the context of not being able to serve two masters. Serving any supernatural master in the demonic world like mammon is hardcore idolatry. Don't let money tell you how to live. Don't you let the abundance of it tell you how to live, and don't let the lack of it tell you how to live. Because we are blessed. My God shall supply some of my needs. Huh? Are you sure? Yeah. All my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, how do we get that to really work in our life through a life of consecration saints In the spiritual house cleaning that God wants to do in our lives personally and in our families and homes? There's a reconsecrating of the, of our life. And I'm going to say this. It's not just giving him our heart. It's giving him our life. Amen. There is something I really want to get to because we're going to put this on pause, but there are some things, and this is why I wanted to, uh, we're talking about objects. Go to page 32 with me and give me, would you give me 15 more minutes? Is it okay? Okay. I'm asking the congregation's permission. Is it okay? Okay. Eyes have it. How many eyes? Let me hit, no, no, no. You have two eyes No. <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to delve into this for 15 minutes, give me an eye. Okay. The bottom of the page of first, uh, of page 32, rather. The problem with objects. Once we become aware of spiritual darkness, we can begin looking around in our homes and see what we own that does not bring glory to God. What we mean by this phrase is something that, by its very nature, can attract or be inhabited by darkness. And here are five categories of such objects. Number one, foreign gods. You shall not make for yourself any carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. In this passage, the second of the Ten Commandments, a carved image, refers to any tangible object that represents an idol, God, or demonic figure. Not only is this a welcome mat for demonic activity, but also God hates it. Though it may be out of ignorance, it is surprising to realize how many Christians have such items in their homes. These objects include Buddhas, and that was one of the things on her box, Hindu images, fertility gods or goddesses, Egyptian images, Greek gods, gargoyles, kachina dolls totem poles, or any other Native American figures that depict or glorify a spirit or demonic being, evil depictions of creatures such as lions, dogs, dragons, or cats, or any other creature made with demonic distortions, or any other image of a person, idol, god, or demonic figure that is considered an object of worship or spiritual power in any culture in the world. On many tri- on trips, rather, many people collect these types of artifacts as souvenirs without trying to un- truly, I'm sorry, without truly understanding their significance, much like the jewelry box that came from Thailand. Let me give you an instance, another instance. I'll tell you, as we're going through this book, I'm just blessed to see how God walked us through certain ministries. There was a a very successful couple, and they were big givers at good news years ago and their marriage began to began to they began to drift apart and they were because of working circumstances they weren't living uh during the week together it would just be on the weekends and They asked finally if, if we could come and and you know and and talk to them. And we said, sure. So, we went to their place. Wonderful place. They were very successful. But their marriage is ready to, to, to fall apart. And as we were there and we began to pray once again, they began to show us around the room. And they had a room that was filled with African artifact. Now, well, they happened to be Afro-American couple. But the room was filled with a lot of artifacts, and there were masks and all this other stuff. And as we – actually, before we went there, the Lord said spiritism. And he said spiritualism or something. We both got the same thing personally from the Lord. And as we walked in there now, we have a heads up. There's something wrong in River City. There's a demonic – entity. There's the demonic presence in their, in their dwelling. And we advise them, listen, you need to pray in the Holy Ghost and go through this stuff and get rid of some, and some mess were just absolutely apparent because curses can be put on objects. That's what happened with that one couple with the vase, with the and writing. The makers of these objects, if they're witches or whatever else, they put curses on items. And wherever that item goes, a demonic spirit has legal right to visit it. This is why we got to wake up. Say, wake up. I know you got more to say there, honey. Yeah. And from being in Africa, uh, we were given from a king of a certain tribe. Carol mentioned this, a horsetail kind of thing. And it was an honor from their culture. But when we got it, it was like, eh. yeah, I mean, we received it, uh, and then we took care of it. He was a pastor. He was a bishop over a a whole denomination. So for him, it was an honor to bless us with that. But, hey, those who are sons of God are what? I can't hear you. Say led, led by the Spirit of God. We need Holy Ghost Radar, church. Second, number two, false religions. Let's get through this quickly. Objects or materials related to false religions, such as Mormonism, Islam, Jehovah's Witnesses, Hinduism, Eastern religions, Christian science, native religions, Baha'i, and so forth, need to be carefully, this is the language here, carefully evaluated This includes instruction books on yoga, transcendental meditation, mantras, and so on. You have a mic. I'm not going to
1: stay on it. Um, Christians that are going to um, yoga, and um, it's, you know, there's exercises that you can do um, for stretching and all this, but if you're going to a gym or going somewhere where they. Do yoga, and you say to yourself, well, I'll do it, but I just won't chant or do whatever they're saying or do it. No, you're already involved in it. Stop doing it. Don't participate in any of that. There's other exercises that you can do. Amen? Amen? It's Eastern philosophy.
0: Oh, but there's Christian yoga. There's Christian yoga. Rat poisons, 90% corn, is the 10% cyanide that kills you. Occult objects. This is important, guys. Anything related to the occult must be destroyed completely. These objects include Ouija boards, good luck charms, amulets, astrology items, including horoscopes, tarot cards, Crystals, big, a lot of Christians bought into the crystal stuff. Fetishes, water witching sticks, voodoo dolls, pagan symbols, crystal balls, any ritual item such as a mask pyramid or obelisk, any item obtained from a cult or voodoo shops, any item related to black magic, fortune-telling, palmistry, demon worship, spirit guides, witchcraft, Satanism, or New Age. None of these items or any other such uh, items should be, have any place in the Christian home. How about all these series on TV regarding witchcraft? Vampires. Vampires. Well, now there's friendly vampires and there's bad vampires. There's good vampires and there's bad vampires. Yeah, the gay, the gay stuff coming into the church. Don't watch it. The Bible says, put no unwholesome thing before your eyes. Say it with me. The Bible says... Put no unwholesome thing before your eyes. If you're a Christian. See, my God, when I think of Navy SEALs and special forces, they have disciplines every day of their life, whether they're in in an actual mission or they're not. They train for the mission every day as if they're going to a mission that day. They know they have to be an optimum yield. Come on. Christians need to be the same way. You and I need to be prayed up, read up, glory to God, studied up. Hallelujah. Walking with the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. The love of God always being our motive, but faith being the method. See, I'll tell you what, when every time I say Joshua twenty four fifteen D, as for me and my house, We will serve the Lord. This ain't an option. I decree it. I believe it so much in my heart. And I say it. And glory to God. Joe Joe 22, 28 said, to you believe it? Decree it. And it will be established and light will shine on my way. Beloved, we need our homes. Listen, there have been, there might be even in this house, places and homes where you've compromised and you didn't know what to do. With teenagers sometimes, because there can be a rebellion. But I'll tell you what, you take authority over any spirit of rebellion. You bind it in the name of Jesus. You plead the blood over your home. You plead the blood and you walk. I mean, if you need to get out the oil, and if you need leaders to come and help you, we'll come, bless God. Oh, well, you're too busy. Never too busy to do the work of God. If you need help, that's a big prayer. There's a very rich prayer that has great power. Help! Hallelujah. Help! How do we, then what's the next, what's the response? We're going to get there and pray in the Holy Ghost. We need divine order in our homes, beloved. Amen? We need a house cleaning. Like Carol said, there's stuff in our house. <laughs> I told you, I love that CIA stuff and Black Ops stuff. I'm reading this book. Bye. I hate you. I I, I don't like you anymore. I don't like you anymore. Why? Because I'm going to fill myself with the Word and the Spirit. I want to go on that first, the second load.
1: Make it real simple, like this, like with video games, things that you video watch. Video games. Andy, there's so much about video games, too. And that's coming up And in Yeah, January. that's coming up, and <laughs> parents, hang in there. You know, we're here to help you and provide truth. And, and
0: Is this helping anybody in here?
1: Yeah. Um, can I sit back down there again? Oh, I, oh here's a real simple thing to do. This is what I've always done all my life. It's so simple. Would I sit and watch this with Jesus? Would I play this game with Jesus? Is he? Can I hand him the paddle and say, come on, let's play this game? You know? I told you when I first got born again, I used to pour him a cup of coffee because I didn't want him to be left out of anything. And I said, I know you're not going to drink that cup of coffee, Jesus.
0: And if you but do, I'm out of here. His presence was so real. <laughs> <laughs> his presence was so real to me,
1: you know. And I, I wanted him to be involved in every aspect of my life and to talk to him about everything. And so that's what I would say with your own, with whatever you do. When you buy, decorate your house, whatever you do, wherever you take Use your wisdom. kids, wherever you take yourself. Would you, take, would you go to a pornography place with Jesus? Would you turn on a pornography thing on um, internet? internet and sit there with Jesus? Guess what? You got Jesus in you. Whatever you do, you're doing it with him. Okay? Does he stop loving you because you've been doing this? No. He absolutely loves you. And that's why truth is coming out so that you can be set free from it. Do you understand that? There's so much. Listen, can I say something about pornography? There's so much pornography, and I don't want this to be like a dance. This is a really Not a positive It's good just communication because it's rampant. Church darkness has increased. So the glory is the truth of the word increasing even more so. Okay. To help Amen. us. And so as we're being helped, God, you're going to be able to help other people. Amen. But pornography is all over the place. It's so easy and you wonder why, you know, men are getting tempted to go back into pornography that were set free from it. Um, girls are involved in pornography. It's on Instagram. It's on Snapchats. We've seen things, guys. We've seen girls take pictures of their breasts and quick snap it out there and for, for, to guys and all this stuff. We've seen other things of guys doing things. It's like, are you kidding me? This is the stuff, church. This is real. You guys know it. And I'm not saying that to be hard or anything. Um, I know some parents won't uh, allow their children to have a phone or have certain things because they feel it's too much for them to handle. And I totally agree with them. You know, they're not of age to have that phone because once they get that phone, man, they are on all kinds of stuff. And then uh, you're... Your they have kids access' are to and access to so much. Yeah. Not just that. they have ways that they can access and get drugs. Video games, if you are not watching your kids with video games, they have phones, microphones, and they're playing games and talking to other guys from other countries and other things. You have um, pedophilers on there. You have all kinds of people on there, people who will just be so befriend you and could end up breaking into your home or kidnapping you or whatever, sex, slave, trading. We
0: need to wake up.
1: We need to wake up, church. This is real stuff. So God's saying these things to help us and to protect us. Amen. He is good. And this is very, very safe. And glory to God. Merry Christmas, everybody. The light of Jesus came to the world, and his light is just shining light on us to give us information. Amen. And so, God, I believe Jesus Christ is coming back soon. And what is he doing? He's cleaning us up. And cleaning yeah. it to strengthen his church, to be a strong church. We're not a compromised church at all. Yeah. I'm not a compromised person. And we're going to walk in the glory of God. Amen. 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 Please and stand. And the fullness of everything that he has for us. Praise Amen. God.
0: Please, please stand. I hope this is helping Hallelujah. you because I know it's helping me.
1: Wow, this was an action-packed full day today. <laughs> Guys, listen. I just want to say this to you. I mean... Um, keep please we love everybody in here but there are things that are starting to stir up that need attention and different things and um, some of it protecting your kids is are are very important everything please keep grace in prayer okay for God's wisdom okay keep Rebecca in prayer that that she would be healed set free okay and that god would um direct them in all things okay um and
0: well you know what sweetheart let's pray for her right now yeah let's let's agree together saints because yeah do you all love rebecca and and, uh, of course grace absolutely father we thank you and lord we we say it only because of love That, Lord, that uh, she didn't ask for the malady. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over grace and Rebecca. But, Lord, that your divine power, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, will quicken life to her mortal body. That her brain, Father, would be absolutely touched. The condition removed from her body, we bind that spirit of infirmity, command it to Come out of her body in the name of Jesus. According to your word, you sent your word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. This destructive behavior, God, we thank you for the power flowing through her and bringing freedom to her. Touch her right now, Lord, that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard her heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we plead the blood over every family unit and person in this house. Thank you, Father. That your desire, Glorious Father, is that we would re- yes. be consecrated and re consecrate if Jesus. necessary. We Thank repent you. of any affiliation with any of these items that have been revealed to us. Lord, if there's anything in our homes that we truly would take what we hear and put action to it. Thank and you, pray Father. through our homes and reassess and be led by the Spirit of God to deal with any issue. And if help's needed, that we would be willing to ask for help. That our homes could be that place of peace. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus.
1: Glory to God. Let's all shout glory.
0: Glory. glory. Hallelujah. 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 Grateful praise God. To you, Lord. Yes, In give Jesus, Jesus praise. He's good. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. If you're
0: here today and you would like to talk more about that after service, please feel free. Okay? Amen.
1: Amen. And I want to, I just want to ask this. If there's anybody here who has never given their heart, their life to Jesus Christ, you no matter what age you are, mm-hmm. you could be one, two years old. I don't care, you know. But if you've never given your heart to Jesus and you are not born again, born of him. Yeah. Jesus said this, unless a man is born Again born of him. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Amen. And his heart was to send Jesus as that perfect sacrifice, your sacrifice, to take your sins, to take my sins and all my sickness and disease upon himself. God came for man. Amen. In a perfect way. So that you could have eternal life with him and live with him forever and ever. If you've been holding back. I would never say that everybody in good news is born of God. Or I would never be in that position to ever say that. Because we don't know the heart of people. Only God does. And I've known people who came in and just played the game and walked out. And lived lived a life of hell. Were never born of God. And so we just want to. Ask you, if you have not received Jesus Christ, it's so important. I'm not talking about religion. We're talking about a relationship. Yeah. Then I'm asking you to please come see me or my husband right after the service. Okay? Amen. And we will pray with you, lead you to Christ.
0: Hallelujah.
1: God. And you can have eternal life with him. Amen. 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 Praise God. So Father, we
0: give you praise. Thank you for sealing the word in our hearts. Thank you, Father. And we praise you for light in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 All right, Give Jesus an offering of praise, would you? Jesus, we praise you. Hallelujah. And Holy Spirit, thank you for guiding us this way. Amen.